checking one and two, checking four, five, 12, and 18, 30,000. What's going on, everybody? Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vibecast with Brent Pella. That's me, dude. That's a vibe check for the world, baby. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, wonderful week, wonderful life. I just got home. My voice is gone. I had a wonderful trip. We're going to talk all about it. I got all kinds of fun things to talk about. First and foremost, the vibe has arrived. If you're watching on YouTube, you see it over my shoulder. Man, Vibe Rosé is out. This is a brand of rosé wine that I've been building for the past year and a half with a couple of awesome people. Dude, it's delicious, okay? It's available uh, online right now at vibrosé.com. That's V-Y-B-R-O-S-E.com. Use code VIBRATE. That's V-Y-B-R-A-T-E. Vibrate, but with a Y because we're trying to put a new vibe into the world. You feel me? Um, use that, get 30% off your order. That'll take care of the shipping costs. So it's basically like you're buying two, a couple bottles of wine without the shipping costs because the 30% takes care of that. So do that because inflation sucks. All right. Thanks, Obama. Uh, Vibrose.com. <laughs> And, you know, it's a, it's a vibe, dude. I'm super stoked on it. It's It's been a really cool release. I'm going to keep talking about it as uh, as, as the journey continues. Um, we had a couple of awesome release parties so far in, in different parts of California. We're sponsoring a bunch of comedy shows throughout the summer in, in California and beyond. And uh, I'm, I'm hope, hoping to pour it at my shows in San Diego at the San Diego Laugh Factory, July 29th through 31st. Don't fuck up. San Diego. Do not fuck this up. Don't mess up, dude. This is for you. Okay. San Diego Laugh Factory, July 29th through 31st. I've never headlined the Laugh Factory. I've actually never done a headline weekend in San Diego at an A-list club. Like uh, the A-list clubs down there, I think are Laugh Factory and American Comedy Co. Everywhere else is, is amazing, but those are the two most like recognizable names. So I'm very grateful for this opportunity and I'm stoked to come and party with you. Where else am I going? Seattle, July 22nd. That'll be fun. Uh, the United States of Chaz. I'm going to go check that out. Um, and then Denver. Denver Improv, August 4th. Dear God, if you're in Denver, please come through. Bring mushrooms. Let's party. Okay? That's Denver. And then Jordan Landing, Utah. I don't know who's out in Jordan Landing, but if you are in, in or near Jordan Landing, Utah, I'm headlining at Wise Guys Comedy Club, August 5th and 6th. Beyond that, Big show in Sedona as part of Vortafest out there. Uh, you can search uh, Vortafest. I think I put tickets on my website, brentpella.com slash shows. Have everything. So um, check that out. Vortafest is a killer music festival up in Sedona, Arizona on September 23rd. I will be there performing at uh, a huge performing arts center. So I'm stoked on that. Um, and then Dallas in November, Oklahoma City. I'm coming back in November. And a bunch of other places in between and all around. And it's going to be a blast, dude. Having a good time. Um, also wanted to let you know that Cal Bliss is having a killer sale. This, and don't skip this. Yes, it's an ad, but it's also a real ad. It's one of those ads that I really mean it. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I, well, I might not get paid for it if y'all if don't make some purchases. Okay, but it's delicious. All right, Cal Bliss. I put this in my morning coffee, morning smoothie. Um, it's got a blend of incredible superfoods ceremonial grade cacao, which is a fancy way of saying the highest quality cacao, which is an antioxidant. And for me, it gives me a little bit of a brain boost, a little bit of an mental, uh, uh, mental and physical boost. Um, what else we got in here? MCT oil, turmeric, uh, superfoods like mesquite, black pepper, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and uh, all kinds of all kinds of other things that will significantly boost your immune system. Shop.earthechofoods.com 
slash Brent. H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash in the beginning of that, okay? Link will be in the uh, description of the podcast. So check that out. And lastly, Newtopia, another way to boost your brain, dude. Uh, Before a workout, before a creative writing session, um, before going into a meeting, whatever have you, newtopia.com slash Brent, okay? Newtopia is a customizable form of nootropics. Fill out the survey, see what's good with your brain, dude. Make your brain better, all right? We're in. Yeah, man, Vibe Rosé has been, uh, it's been a fun time. It's been a real fun time. You know what else is fun? Getting nuked, apparently, according to the New York government. Did y'all see that ad? Oh my God. That was the most, it's like the people in government just, they don't, how do you not know how to communicate? You made it to the point where you, you literally are supposed to communicate for a living. People voted you in so that you could speak for them, but that you, you but the, they can't, they don't know how to speak to us. That's the biggest issue that I see with government these days is they, they talk down, they talk, they like don't know how, that fucking PSA for a nuclear bomb attack, let's just say there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why, but just know that the big one has hit. Bro, what? Don't ask you how or why? Give us some context, dude. You gotta, you can't just assume that people are going to follow your word blindly. Also, don't be dropping nuclear attack PSAs randomly. Like, create a campaign around it. Give some information. The history of nuclear attacks. The probability of one that might happen in the States. Don't just drop a PSA and then as soon as people are like, what the fuck? Be like, well, no, it's probably not going to happen. But, you know, just in case. No, dude. No, drop different pieces of content with different pieces of information, like the probability, why and how it would happen, the most likely areas. You know what I mean? Crazy. It's crazy, dude. Don't ask me how or why. Don't ask. Don't ask how big it was. Don't ask what it looked like. Don't ask if it was saying hi to other cities as, as it made its way down. Just know that everything you hold dear is being vaporized into ash. Don't ask me how much ash. Don't ask. Just know that it's time to die. Don't ask what happens after that. <laughs> Craziness. Crazy. Government is so crazy, dude. Man, I am losing my voice, bro. We did. I did. What did I do? Um, I think I did 12 shows in 10 days. Well, it was actually 14 days. 12, no, it was 12 shows in 10 days in six cities. That's the longest stretch I've had so far. And even, I know a lot of people do bigger than that, but that's for me, that was, that was a good, um, good little run. I will say, I don't know if I'll tour on the East coast during summer again, though, because everybody seems to want to not be indoors during summer. Everybody wants to go outside, go to the, there was a fucking folk festival in one city. There was a, what was it? There was a new kids on the block concert in another city. There was like a farm team baseball game happening. Um, East coast is popping West coast. The weather is better year round. So I think it's a little more even on, on people wanting to come out, but it was great though. It was still a couple places were packed. DZ improv was packed. That was a blast. Uh, going out to Washington, doing some Joe Biden material. Huh? Seeing seeing a lot of, lot of, lot of, uh, tense faces during Joe Biden jokes. A lot of tense, a lot of tense energy, but we loosened them on up. We loosened them on up. You know what I mean? So that was fun. DC was cool. Visited Myrtle Beach. 
for the first time ever. I had two days off in between this tour because I, I was at I was in Rhode Island visiting family. Then I had I went up to DC, and then I had Sunday and Monday off because I was doing Tuesday in Charlotte. And so in between DC and Charlotte, I was like, what should I do? I've I've been to DC a bunch. I've I've seen a lot in DC. The only thing I really haven't done in DC is the white uh, tour of the White House, which I would absolutely use as cover to try and break in to um, the president's desk and steal that little book that Nicolas Cage says exists. Okay. I would absolutely do that. Um, but I've already done DC a lot. So I decided to go to Myrtle beach and bro, Myrtle beach, South Carolina is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Have y'all seen Eastbound and down with uh, Danny McBride? Greatest TV show of all time, possibly easily top three ever made. And his home base was, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He would go boogie boarding and fuck with surfers and like talk shit. And so I decided to go down there just to check it out. Man, that place is like, I mean this in the best possible way. Okay. Myrtle Beach is like trashy Americana beach town stuck in the 80s. I loved it. I loved exactly what it is, but it's not trashy like there's trash on the ground and it's dirty or it's covered with homeless people or like tent cities and uh, broken windows and abandoned buildings. No, no. It's trashy in the sense of like um, everything's kind of cheesy and most people are just wearing flip-flops and no t-shirt walking around, walking around with dragon tattoos everywhere they go. I've never seen so many dragon tattoos in my life as when I went to Myrtle Beach, but everybody's nice. So I don't mean trashy in a, in a bad way. You know what I mean? I mean, trashy and like, a, it was fun. It was like a, um, what's the word? Not nostalgic. It was like a, it was just like a funny, a fun experience. I felt like walking around Myrtle Beach, you, you weren't let in Myrtle Beach unless you have at least one felony. That's what it felt like. It felt like everybody had a knife on their hip, you know, and there were just families with eight kids all named Ryder or Streeter. And they're just walking around with no shirt, lighting off fireworks in the middle of the day. No, I mean, cruising around, to, uh, you know, King Crabs, Crab Legs and more or um, Boogie Dan's Beach Bar, you know, places like that. And uh, it was cool. It's just a, an experience that I've never had before going to a place like that. So I dug it and I don't know if I'd go back because I feel like I saw enough of it. And um, but uh, it was cool. It was a really good time. I went to they have two steakhouses there that are like, I don't know if they're world renowned, but they're definitely super, super high class spots. They do dry aged steak. And I ordered a ribeye my uh, for dinner. Number one, I went in ribeye steak. All right, here's the deal. A ribeye steak is the worst cut you could get. I will die on this hill. This is more important than abortion. I will argue this with anybody. Okay. Cause a ribeye steak, uh, some of the ounces you get are the fucking bone, all right? Even if you get not bone in, they only had bone in. Even if you get bone out, boneless ribeye, you're still, you still got to cut off like 30% of the steak because it's fat. Who? What? It's like, it's fat, dude. It's like spongy, jello-y, buttery fat. Some fat is good. Like some of the marbling is good. So you're cutting into the actual steak piece. It's like this. It's like the size of your fist, but then there's another fist connected to that fist, which is just fat, dude. And the marbly steak is good because the fat drips into the meat and it tastes delicious. 
but sometimes I'm chewing the bite and I can't chew through the fat. It's not disintegrated. What am I supposed to do? Swallow this this fat worm? Do you do that? That's crazy. Okay. So did not enjoy that because the steak cost eighty dollars. All right. And I, I looked at my plate at the end. And it was just covered. It was like 30% fat. And then there was a big bone right there. I was upset. I was upset. So the next night, I went to the other spot. And I got a New York strip. And that, that the New York, that is a gentleman's steak. Okay? That is, a, the New York strip is a steak for people who like to eat steak when they order steak. You know what I mean? There's no, there, the fat on the New York strip, you could slice off, it's very thin, you put it to the side, and there's not a lot of it. And you don't get these chewy pieces of fat when you're chewing through the steak, dude. I will argue this to the absolute death, bro. I might even change my career path to research this specific topic, start a new podcast, start a new Instagram and YouTube channel, and just put out steak-related content to try and change the world for the better, all right? This is the fight. And I will fight for America on this issue, okay? So when I joined SCOTUS, the state court of the United States, <laughs> you get that? That's fun. The state court of the United States, I will outlaw. I will, Actually, you know what? I'll leave it up to the states to choose whether or not to make ribeye legal or illegal, okay? Because right now, ribeye is legal in every state in America, and I think we should leave it up to the states. I think we should leave it up to the states. And you can vote for leaders to put in power that will make it so that you can either have a ribeye or not. I think that's fair. <laughs> um, it was a delicious steak. It was very, very good. Um, man, and then 4th of July passed. I guess I haven't checked in with y'all since, since before the 4th, huh? People keep complaining on the 4th of July, like we shouldn't be celebrating America. Dude, nothing is stupider to me than that. Like you can't have the greatest country in the world without also having some of the most prevalent issues that need addressing in the world because progress can't come without conflict. And the difference of opinion in America is what makes it great. You know how many differences of opinions there are in China? Not very many because they're not allowed, okay? And when they celebrate China, it's because they're forced to. You're not forced to celebrate 4th of July. And also a great part about America is that you can complain about America and that you can choose not to celebrate the 4th, even if other people think it's dumb. Like I know a guy who goes out, he goes fishing in the water. He's um, He's a black dude who made it really, really far in the entertainment game. And he's really well-known, he's well-respected, he's very successful and, uh, you know, shoots guns and, and has all these accolades and everything. And he posted the other day about how we shouldn't be celebrating the 4th, fuck all those fireworks. And I was like, bro, do you think you could have done what what you've done in most other countries? Probably not. Probably not. And I just thought it was really interesting to see that. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people kind of either willfully or subconsciously ignore the, um, opportunities that you can get and you can still make for yourself. Of course there's fucking crazy racist shit and terrible things that happen in America and inequality and all like classism and, and, and like a lack of whatever, whatever, whatever you can, the list goes on. 
But to me personally, that is far outweighed by all of the good and the positive and the amazing opportunities that are open to everybody in America. So that's all. That's all I want to say about that. Um, Okay, hang on. What did Jill Biden say about Mexican people being tacos? She called Mexican people tacos? Jill Biden calls Mexican people tacos. Is that what happened? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw the headline. I'm I'm literally looking into this right now for the first time. Uh, Jill Biden causes f- minor flap? Flap? So what the fuck is a flap? She made somebody... Move their wing? Joe Biden causes minor flap by comparing Latino diversity to tacos. Oh, my God. The first lady apologizes, saying she meant to convey only pure admiration and love for the Latino community. I actually really like Joe Biden. I like what she's done in her past. But I think it's very... um, We should be mocking everybody that fucks up. You remember when Melania Trump plagiarized her entire fucking speech? Terrible. Who was that? Who do you blame for that? Her writers? Or do you blame her for having zero fucking ability to have any input into creating a speech? Hmm? That's part of it. You know what I mean? You're the first lady. You got to be able to write a little bit, you know? You got to be able to to check your classmates, Melania. I, I'm excited for her book. She better write a book that just exposes everything. She better expose Trump for whatever weird shit he was into. She better expose aliens for being real. Okay, back to this because this is hilarious. Um, we are not tacos. (laughs) That was the message. The national association of Hispanic journalists sent first lady Jill Biden. This is on the Washington post after comments at a conference of Latinos on San Antonio on Monday. What was her actual, she mispronounced bodegas. How did she pronounce bodegas? All right, hang on. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling up Jill Biden bodegas. I'm absolutely playing this. All right, here we go. I'm going to play it right now so y'all can hear. That's a news thing. I don't give a fuck about what you're saying. Uh, Let's see. Here it is. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, Bogodas! And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> Woo! Is your okay. Bogotas. <laughs> Shit. Dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna compare the diversity of a group of people, maybe don't compare them to an Americanized version of their homeland food. Breakfast tacos isn't even Latin. Isn't breakfast taco an American invention from like Jack in the Box? I mean, ooh, look at this comment. There's no better way to talk down to and to insult a group of people than to go pandering to them and not even know what you're saying to them is offensive. Damn. Oh, this is hilarious. This guy commented, I'm a Hispanic living in San Antonio, and I find this offensive because Corpus Christi and the places within the 956 area code have way better tacos than San Antonio. Hilarious, dude. If you don't vote for Joe, you're not a taco. (laughs) Dude, the internet is undefeated, bro. 
Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, isn't that the same as what was Trump's uh, Taco Bowl thing? Donald Trump Taco Bowl. Let's do a comparison. Let's see what he, what did he say in his tweet? He said he had a thumbs up. He's eating a Taco Bowl. He said, happy Cinco de Mayo. The best Taco Bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. <laughs> I mean, that's just dumb. That's like not really racist, I don't think. But the Taco Bowl part, see, <laughs> dude, this is why they're all stupid. Do you Do you get that? They're all fucking dumb. They None of them know how to communicate. Trump didn't know how to talk. But at least with him, you knew everything was going to be crazy. With someone like Jill Biden, Jill Biden, not Joe. With Joe Biden, you don't really expect English half the time. But with Jill Biden, you at least expect a level of maturity and conscious thought that goes into the words that she's speaking to a community or to the public, right? And then that happens, and she mispronounces bodegas. She says bogada, Bog- bodega, bogada. She flick- flipped the D and the G, and she fucked up on the enunciation. And it's like, bro, these pe- they just, they don't, they're not, they're disconnected, man, all of them, Trump included. I don't give a fuck if you like Trump or not. That's fine, I don't care. I don't like any of them. Because we have yet to have a major politician that is actually like authentically connected to the people. Maybe early Obama, early Obama, but Obama was coming up during a time when I wasn't politically active. So I truly have no idea what his presidency was like because I I didn't know. I was 18 through 26, I guess. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck about politics then. Did not care at all, dude. Like, at all. So I can't even speak on Obama. And prior to, like, the first person I started actually paying attention to was Trump. Man, they, they're just all bad. I think Jill's is worse than Trump's, though. Because Trump said, the best Taco Bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. A Taco Bowl is not a traditional Mexican food or a Hispanic food at all. And he's also promoting his own business, which is kind of psychopathic, right? He's not promoting a uh, local Hispanic. He could have been like the best taco bowls are made at, at you know, uh, Miguel's taco shop downstairs. It like next to Trump tower or across the street or on 22nd and third, but he didn't, he chose to promote his own shit when he could have promoted a Hispanic business. So that right there is a little crazy. The I love Hispanics line is just funny. I mean, that there's no way you can say that that's racist because that's just hilarious. It's hilarious. I love Hispanics, exclamation point. Crazy. I mean, he could have said it in a more presidential way, but, you know, he doesn't really speak. That's just not his natural way. Maybe he was the most authentic because he was just so authentically insane all the time and authentically, like, wild. You know what I mean? Like, no filter. I get why people loved him. I'm, I miss that shit. I'm going to be honest. I miss the crazy shit. All the funny tweets, the hilarious tweets. I would love to see him back on Twitter, dude. I miss those tweets. Hilarious, hilarious tweets. Funniest president of all time, for sure. Um, but man, <laughs> just, they're all bad, dude. All right, what else we got here? <sighs> we got to bring it to a close because my voice is starting to hurt. I can feel it. 
Um, oh, I was watching this clip. Uh, a Google engineer had a talk. I think it was with MSNBC. He had an interview talking about sentient AI. That's a pretty trippy conversation. Did y'all see that? Let me let me direct you to this. So, Google engineer sentient AI. This is on YouTube. Google engineer on his sentient AI claim. Bloomberg Technology. So this dude, Blake Lemoyne, um, who it looks exactly like what you would think a Google engineer would look like. <laughs> Shout out to Blake for committing to the role. Um, he's talking about sentient AI. He's talking about how uh, a robot, an, an AI that Google has been working on, started answering questions in a way that leads him to believe that the, the robot might have sentience. It might be conscious or at least developing consciousness. That's crazy. Uh, and also brings up a, a weird topic because like at what point do you consider the robot to have rights? Does a conscious being have rights? Inalienable rights? You know what I mean? Or does it not have rights because you created it from a machine and there's a soul missing, a God-given soul, a universe-given soul? But there's also an argument to be made that consciousness itself is a representation of a soul because consciousness is speaking for the soul or as the soul or consciousness is the soul or the two are one and the same somehow. I think that's very interesting. I think if this AI, which he said was answering questions, and then he said um, Google doesn't care really uh like as a corporation, they don't care because Google is a company that's ran by a small handful of people that the population doesn't really have access to. So they can just kind of brush it off and keep running their experiments and tests and developing this technology further and further without having to worry about it because there's no check and balance system. They're checking themselves. And if they don't check themselves, then the progress with AI is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And it might lead to a point that's dangerous or that, uh, you know, artificial intelligence rises and actually has pure consciousness in the way that we do and can make decisions and learn and develop at an even faster rate than humans. That's a little scary, right? I feel like if a robot is answering questions in a way that shows that it has consciousness, that in itself means you've created a life, you know? I don't know how to differentiate the two, though. I like, because obviously I'm not in that world, but there's got to be a way to differentiate between um, an artificial intelligence having a some type of preset response to a question or a task or a problem versus like a pre-calculated thing that's worked through an algorithm or whatever versus being able to learn on its own and make its own independent decisions independently of the technology that created it. Right? Does that make sense? I don't know. It's a fun thing to talk about. And if you can discern between those two and it's the latter, not the former, then it becomes, oh shit, you created a life. You created something that's now conscious. This is a life form. This has, this is using um, its senses to interact with the world and make decisions and learn and evolve. And then it's like, uh, well, we got to treat it like a person. You know what I mean? That's a crazy thing to think about. All right, dude, we got to wrap it up because uh, uh, your boy's voice is shot. But yeah, man, a couple things for y'all to check out this week. 
Um, go follow Vibe Rose, V-Y-B-R-O-S-E. It's hard as shit to create a business nowadays and to take this from an idea to a finished product is something I'm extremely proud of. I have no idea where it's going to go, hopefully to the moon. Um, super excited about this. It's a delicious rosé. I love rosé wine. I've been drinking rosé for years, and uh, uh, you'll see me post about it a lot over on my food page at Brent's Food on Instagram. But follow VYBROSE on Instagram. Check out vibrose.com. Use code VIBRATE, V-Y-B-R-A-T-E, to get 30% off. That'll help you with the uh, shipping costs and all that. All right? Um, also, I'll post this in the description. Uh, check out Newtopia. Uh, that's newtopia.com slash Brent. That is the customizable nootropic program from Bioptimizers um, that you can figure, you can just formulate yourself to help you accomplish whatever mental goals you want, more creativity, less brain fog, less procrastination, all that kind of stuff. And Cacao Bliss, this company that I absolutely love. They are extremely good for you, good for your mind, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, shop.eartheckofoods.com slash Brent for a discount there, 15%. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, I got shows, dude. Brentpella.com slash shows. Merch is out. Um, and, uh, you know, go tell somebody you love them, okay? And drink more water because you're probably dehydrated. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.